All right, guys, welcome to today's show. And today's show is another elk hunt recap from Colorado. We were sitting in a wall tent, hanging out, having a good time. And I hope you guys enjoy this one. There's something about being out west. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. Maybe it's just like the adventure of going out and like all the guys getting away, actually going somewhere other than, you know, five minutes down the road from your house. I think there's something special about being at elk camp, deer camp, duck camp, whatever that looks like. The the adventure and actually having to plan and then travel to it. I don't know. I love doing it. It's something I look forward to every year, whether it's there in Wisconsin with other friends. I just love it. And I would encourage everybody, if you have property that you hunt like close to home at, try to also travel and hunt. It's a whole different experience, and I think you will enjoy it. But we're going to jump right into this episode and find out how we've been doing in Colorado. Like, he was doing things that were just badass. That was one of the coolest moments of my life. I was really scared, but knowing that Dan had the gun, I did have the rifle, like, we would be okay. All right, guys, welcome to today's show. And on the show with me today, I've got the same crew minus Ryan. Ryan had to dip out early, but we'll get to his last night's story here in a second. It was pretty exciting. The most action we've had since we've been here. Um, we're sitting in the wall tent. We got the heater going. We got a generator in the background, so that might be a little issue. But we're going to recap the last few days. What is this now? Day three, day four? Of elk hunting? Day four, I believe. Day four. Day four. Day it four. might be day... F- it's Wednesday, right? Yeah, maybe day five then. Day five. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. So... Heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been it's been rough. So the first... The first series in this... Or the first episode in this series, uh, we had seen some elk right away. We got here, saw some, and then it has been a dry spell. Uh-huh. Uh, Tony... Lewis, how are you guys feeling? Um, you know, I'm still still optimistic. Um, you know, we've we've traveled a lot of country. You know, I think Dad and I probably put oh, we probably put about 15 miles in or so, like on just short trail stuff, and maybe I probably put in 30 on my on other when I'm not hunting Dad. I probably put about 30 miles in on foot. And we've probably done, I don't know, 200 Ooh. miles worth of truck driving, trying to find them. It's been, it's been good. But, you know, I think we were talking about today, actually. We were heading up this valley um, to go hunt a spot. And we walked in about a mile and saw a four-wheeler. We're like, oh, man. And then we walked a little bit further. And we're like, okay, we're just going to turn back around. You know, and like, you know, not, not blow this guy's hunt, still be ethical, even though we've been putting in the time, putting in, you know, the effort. It's, you know, just trying to keep that same mindset. But I think the thing we came came back because we're trying to encourage each other, honestly, it was just like, you know, we're really enjoying the process of figuring out how to actually hunt elk. Right now, what we are doing is actual hunting. It's not like, uh, and there's nothing against um, going on private and paying for a guy. There's nothing against that. That's, that's another thing in its own. But, we are literally starting from scratch in, a, in an area and trying to figure it out. And yeah. that process is, is honestly, is, it's not, um, 
it's not priceless because we do have a price for it. We, we, we've spent some money and some time trying to get up here and get it done. But I think I say you know, at the same time, it's been been worth it. It's been totally yeah. worth it. Well, it's, it's a, a learning experience for sure. An old saying you used to hear at work all the time was, you know, I, I hear, I forget. I see, I remember. I touch, I understand. Well, I'm beginning to have an understanding of elk hunting, and it's totally different from deer hunting down in Mississippi. Yeah. yeah. It's totally different, but... I had no idea the amount of walking. Uh, we put in over seven miles today, almost seven and a half miles today. Uh, the backpack, the headlights, the, I mean, when you're coming out at night so you don't get shot, the, all these crazy shrubs, this, um, these, what do you call those? Uh, scrub oaks. Scrub oaks and uh, the different smells from the different plants and things around. And, and uh it's just it's just weird, but it's been a great ex- learning experience. So starting to understand a little bit more. So if I ever do this again, um, so I will be better prepared. So you're saying there's a hope? There there's might. a hope, but okay. I understand. I turned 66 in about uh, 15 days. Yeah, well, you're doing pretty so. good. You were huffing it pretty good today. <laughs> I, I was. I was huffing pretty good today. You so. were, but you kept going. You didn't die. So that's uh, that's that's the test. That's the litmus. Well, but it's, 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 a, it's a learning experience, and uh, just the beauty of God's creation around here has just blown me away, especially yeah. the sunrises and the sunsets, and you're looking at that sun coming over the mountain or going down behind it. It's it's gorgeous. And did you guys notice yeah. the Milky Way is literally right at the top of our tent right oh, now? Oh, nice. It's We're like, going to have to check that it's out. It's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. The stars out here Ooh. are insane. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, aside from the Christmas lights we have inside the tent, yeah, there's not much light out here polluting anything. No, nope. but yeah, you guys at this point have yet to see an elk on the hoof during season. Yeah, during season. No, nope. yeah. we have not, and that's been with you guys. Been with you know, been with Dan's actually taking us out like the first three days. Like he's pretty much really helped us try to you know learn how to do it. Uh, but at the same time, you know, they're hard to find. This 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 place is. Has so many stinking cedars and and uh, just it is tough to see them. Yeah, well, yeah. To, to me, I, I mentioned the other day to you guys, and I did not know uh, like finding Waldo, except this is a camouflaged Waldo, and you got to really take your time and go up and down scanning with those binoculars to check it out to see because he could. You may not see. I think Dan, you mentioned the other day, you just see a leg. Yep. And, and I keep thinking, going through some of these places where you can actually see that if he's laying down, maybe you'd see the antlers or something. But you, you've got to be looking. you got to yeah. be looking. Well, and that, that goes to Ryan's story. His, oh, yeah. His Golly. last night of the hunt. He, the last few days before he left, he was seeing elk. Yep. And uh, Drew, you and him got, tried to make a play on a big bull, but... You first glassed it at, what, 2,700 yards? Yeah, 26, 2,700 yards. Man. And so... A couple feet away. <laughs> you guys, I mean, you guys were able to get on a spike and some cows. But Ryan, his last night here, he went out solo. And he found some cows. He was watching them. And then he saw a bull. And he said he had to drop down about 400 feet in elevation. Climb back up that same 400 feet. And he got to the same level as that elk, took his shoes off to be as quiet as possible, and walked in, and he could hear that thing raking a, brain, or raking a tree. And he was only 25 yards away from it and couldn't see it, but he could hear it raking the tree. 
and then the wind shifted. And that elk smelled him, picked up his head. And, I mean, they're not small animals, but even even with the height of the elk and the antlers, all he was able to see was the top of the head and the antlers. And wasn't able to make a shot, but he he left on a good note. He, yeah. he was really excited that he was able to get close, close that distance, and... I mean, he he said he put seventy miles on foot, yeah, he, archery hunting, and yeah. never saw an elk. Wow! And so the fact that he was able to see some, Drew, you guys, I mean, you've seen a group of cows every day almost for what four days now? Yeah, three or four days. We've been on five, four, six cows. One spike that's hanging out with them. Uh, been tracking them. And then today we saw. <laughs> The same group, you and I, uh, just kind of moseying around and probably wouldn't have seen them if we weren't in side-by-side today. Yeah. We were just going down a trail we haven't been down and probably bumped them over the hill and tried to find them again. Uh, got over the hill, found their tracks where they went, and they just disappeared. Yeah, we, we followed that set of tracks for quite a while until it dropped down into this canyon. And at that point, we knew we weren't going to be able to hunt them. Um, just because once they get in the canyon, if you have low ground, you just can't see up any hill. Uh, you really have to be hunting these animals. From what I learned, it you have to be on an opposing ridge line. And that's the one thing that Ryan realized was like, yeah, because I was on the same hillside as it, I couldn't see it. If I was on an opposing hillside, I would have been able to see it, maybe get a shot. But, again, the scrub oak, the the cedars, I mean, it makes it very difficult to find anything. And from a long distance, it looks like it's only a couple feet tall, and you get back in there, and it might be 10 feet tall. So, Yeah, that's like we were hunting this one spot. Dad and I hit it like four different times, I think. And um, there's a lot of mule deer that hang out around that area too. And so I would I'd practice and – you know, range, pick up the rifle, set this, set the scope, and get everything ready for that that distance and everything else, and then you know just kind of practice practice killing an animal every time. And believe it or not, just because the shot windows are so small, because it's just little. I mean, it's it's like ten seconds. I think I had I pulled up on like four or five different mule deer, and the longest time I had was ten seconds. The rest wow. of it was five or six. And they're, I mean, granted, I'm not trying to stop them, stop them, but you know they're 250 yards out. 200 yards out somewhere around there but it's small it's a very short amount of time and it's a very small amount of time that you have to see them to figure out if that's a legal bull or a legal mule deer and then make the call make a good shot if it if it presents itself yeah it's it's i did not expect that coming here to be honest you know, my experience again was more archery based and that's a little different ball ball game but wow it's it's tough hunting yeah i mean and, i think I think at the end of the day, we probably could have killed our limits in mule deer. If we oh, had 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We've oh, had, yeah. I mean, Tony, you saw a big six by six a yeah. couple of days in a Bruiser. row. Uh, I know I've seen a bunch of, a bunch of bucks just inside the racks. I think the biggest I've seen is a decent size four by four, but same <clears> thing. I mean, I got the scope on it and luckily those were feeding on a hillside that was pretty open, but still they'd go in and out of cedars Yep. and disappear unless they stop, which these ones just weren't the does would, but the buck was kind of moving and pushing them. Uh, cause I think the, 
the mule deer ruts coming up soon. Oh, absolutely. There's there's a ton of trees getting getting uh, scraped pretty well. Yeah, pretty rubbed. A lot of fresh stuff. But man, those mule deer. I'm like, if if the elk were half as dumb as the mule deer are, we'd have a couple elk in camp right now. But they're it, it's crazy how big they are and how much harder they are to find than mule deer are. I mean, we saw a couple dozen of them today. Yeah. In Throughout this trip now, we've seen a couple hundred probably. Oh, yeah, easily. And, But for some reason, this is a high point system uh, unit or a high point unit for mule deer. I know a couple guys that we talked to that it took them nine points to draw this. Oh, wow. Which doesn't make sense to me. There are so many here. You'd think they'd be <laughs> handing them out over the counter. Um, but yeah, we had a little bit of action on the second day of the hunt. And it had nothing to do with us hunting, but Tony and I, we were running a, a low road through the valley, and we saw this guy, and I mean, he was, you could tell the look on his face was, he was not ready for what was coming. He was definitely bewildered. He yeah. was a little bit like, what am I doing? So his his brother-in-law had shot an elk, and they were up um, at the elk and realized they didn't have game bags. Or, or their knives. <laughs> and so he had to walk all the way back down. Well, they must have had... A knife. They had a knife. Yeah, one. They had knife. a knife, but no game bags, and so he had walked all the way down the mountain. And the story goes, the night before they were sitting around the campfire, they heard an elk bugle, and the next morning they just climbed that hill, bumped a bull, and shot it. Mm. I mean, just, just that easy. First time ever hunting here, and we're like, man, <laughs> I, we can't buy a sighting of a bull now. Yeah, and uh, we ran into another guy who shot a nice 5x5, five five. I mean, probably a two-year-old bull. But anyways, we we told the guy, you know, it looks like there's a road right up there from where they shot the elk. And we were driving around trying to find new country, trying to glass and scout. And uh, we ran into Drew and Ryan in the side-by-side, -side, told them the situation, said, hey, we want to go check this area out anyways. And sure enough, we drive all the way down this finger. I mean, it's like one of the last fingers in that system that we could hunt and we get down to the end of the road drop down and look over and here we see carl yeah. orphan it up the mountain uh see a, an orange vest in a tree up above him and he he looked over and saw us and started making his way to us right and then we closed the distance to him showed him where it was got up there helped him finish process processing the elk and uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, that Onyx, like we were when we saw that orange vest. By the way, you know, we just kind of basically used Onyx, and I like, I, w I was telling Dad this the other day. I was like, "Friggin' Onyx is," and I know I'm late to the game in a sense, but holy smokes, what a game changer! Worth when it comes its weight and gold. Weight, I mean, yeah, absolutely. There's no way you can really break down an area uh, accurately and safely uh, do that. I mean, even with this deal with Carl, like. You know, we saw Carl there. We saw the orange deal up there, the orange um, flag that he had up there for where the bull was. And we simply just, you know, drew a line to the, where the point where we thought it was and put the X there. And we were able to get right up there to him and also kind of make some data for ourselves down the road. Yep. Uh, you know, at the oh, same time. We definitely time. have that in our back pocket. Absolutely. Um, but it, like Onyx was a freaking game changer. I mean, there's just no way that we, we could do, we could, but it'd be a, extremely more, a lot more difficult. 
Well, yeah. and, and Carl was worried. He wasn't 100% sure where that bull was down. Exactly. Because um, he didn't have Onyx on his phone. No. But we pulled up the topo map, and the other nice thing is most of the time out here we don't have service, but you can download the offline map. And so even without any service, it'll still track you through the mountains. Yep. And uh, you can see all of the detail on the maps if you save it. Yeah. And so he pointed out where he thought it was. <laughs> it was we end cool. up getting up there, and, I mean, he was within 50 feet, 50 feet. of where, where that bull dropped. And luckily, we were able to get the side-by-side. I mean, it was probably 200 yards, maybe 200 yards up the hill. Yeah. But he had a solid three-quarters of a mile straight uphill that they would have had to do multiple times if it had not been for us knowing on the maps that there was a trail there and then being able to get over there and help them out. So Now, granted, it would take 45 minutes to drive there and 45 minutes to drive back. Correct. But And it definitely took Carl 45 minutes to get where he well, up that I hill. Mean, we, we drove around. We drove around, scouted a ton. We oh, yeah, stopped right. and talked to multiple hunters for 10 to 15 minutes each. Oh, that makes sense. It probably got to stop. Less. I mean, we got out and we, we looked at uh, or we looked at that one bull. They had this bull, that 5x5, five five, loaded whole, whole in the back of the side-by-side. Side. I'm like, I don't know where you shot that from. I joked with him when I got up there. I was like, you shoot that on the road? He's like, no, we didn't shoot it on the road. I'm like, I don't know how you got that whole thing <laughs> yeah. in the back of the side-by-side. Side. Imagine dragging an animal that size through the scrub oak. There's no way. No. No way. They, they shot that thing out to the right on the, side, on the field. Yeah, I think they were out in the, in the sage flat. That's exactly what happened. But, uh, yeah, anyways, he, he had that whole thing. All that to say, I mean, it was probably an hour and a half before we got up there, yeah. and Carl was just making it up to the spot. And so imagine doing that as a first-time hunter from the center of the country, probably only a couple hundred feet elevation, Yeah, coming out here and doing that. They probably would have had to each make three trips yep. had it not been for us coming and helping out in the side-by-side. But. And they were cool. They offered us some money for gas and stuff. And we said no, of course. But it was uh, he definitely needed some help. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was concerned. Oh, for sure. Well, and then the funny thing is we get up there. We help him pack it out. I mean, we all loaded meat in our packs. And we got up to the side-by-side, drove it all the way around. And we were thinking that his brother-in-law would be back up on the mountain <laughs> trying to get the rest of the meat. No, he was not. He was sitting in camp. Yeah, and he was like, I called, I called my wife and tried to get the local sheriff's number, because I was getting concerned that you weren't going to be back before nightfall, and I was going to have to. I think he said I was going to have to call in a wellness check on you. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> he's like, I was so surprised to see you come back down in the truck, because we transferred the meat from the side by side to the truck, got it all the way back down, and. Anyways, that was exciting. We yeah. checked out. Let's see what else happened. We checked out. Another unit Whoa. that I had a mule deer tag for. Yeah. Mm. And one spot was as hellish as it gets as far as wanting to hunt. I mean, oh, yeah. The entire chunk of public right there was scrub oak and the rockiest, roughest trails that we've been on yet. Well, good thing we have. Uh, Good thing we have a professional driver. Yes, yes. yes a side-by-side driver. He's Tooting his horn again. Hey. Well, isn't, isn't that the place where the one of the hunters said that they'd shot three mule deer but could only find one? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's the, the scrub rush was so thick? Yeah, they 
they tried to find him, and they said they tracked him and tracked him and tracked him. I can't imagine tracking anything no. through that. Yeah, I don't know how you'd find it. Uh, you know, another thing that I've noticed up here is, of course, down home, down south, a lot of people have dogs to help trail, and I don't know if that's – but I don't know if that would be even a possibility up here. You'd probably lose a dog up here. You yeah. probably would. <laughs> it's it's so unbelievable. Thick. It's unbelievable. It reminds yeah. me of like Sleeping Beauty. Remember like that the actual like Disney movie back in the day and all the thorns like come all through. Oh yeah. It's literally just like that. Yeah, no. that's what the scrub oak is like trying yeah. to push. I mean, you can't be quiet walking through it. No. Yeah. Especially with our backpacks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean everything. Pants, backpacks, jackets, like they all just make this <laughs> the worst sound. Worst sound. I think Drew would probably prefer us not to have our backpacks ever again. Absolutely. Yeah, I need the snacks though, man. I gotta have the snacks. The snacks in the water. Designated driver all week, not because we're all drinking, but no, he's just running the side by side. Yeah, and wheels. You've taken us on some awesome trails. Yes. Yeah, it's been been pretty gnarly, especially the unit that you're on. Yeah, it got muddy quick on that second spot, so we went to a different spot. And the camp was full when we yeah, showed up. We hardly full. had a spot to park the trailer. And I'm glad I didn't park it the first place because it definitely looked sketchy. And then we would have got blocked in and never yep. got out. Yep. So yeah. That would have yeah. sucked. Yeah, we'd we would probably we, still be there. Yeah. <laughs> we had about 2,000 feet of elevation gain going to that camp. Yeah. Um, it was muddy. It was snowy. It was just sketchy. But man, was it beautiful. Oh. It was super, super beautiful. I would say the, the prettiest we've seen yet. Yeah. yeah. Just aspens everywhere. Snow yeah. everywhere once we got up top. I mean, millions of aspens. Yeah. yeah. Tall aspens. Yeah. Billions and billions and billions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, and I, don't, I don't know about you guys, too, but I, I had this, that you could smell something odor that was really unique. I don't know if that's... The, the bushes, the the aspen trees or whatever, but I had yeah. never experienced that before, and that was like this is this is this is unique. Yeah, but it was so beautiful, so beautiful up there. Yeah, and the the leaves have probably just fallen the last two weeks or less, so they were still like gold on the ground, so to speak. But it wasn't like super goldy, but yeah, that smells mm. that that aspen dropping. Well, and that spot that we got out and hiked. Oh, holy cow! What a beautiful campground! But I can't believe. I mean, people. Oh my god. They yeah. had Subarus up there. We're talking like <laughs> feet of mud in some <laughs> spots. And they were pulling they were pulling little pop up campers back there. But when we got out, did you guys notice the the ground cover? Like when we got out, no. all of the aspen leaves that were on the ground, they made like this crazy mosaic. Oh. as far as you can see. Did you take a picture? No, I didn't. Come on. I don't ever it. think about pictures, man. I'm out there hunting. Mm. That's but good. We got out, and I mean, there was a sweet drop off. Got to look down, and <laughs> it's crazy. The distance out there will mess with you. Mm-hmm. You you look over at a meadow, and what was the? Yeah, so I asked Dad. I said, Dad, look, you see that meadow down there? You said how far that is? And he goes like, Oh, like like three fifty or so. Hit the range finder. It's like six seventy five. It didn't look that far, but it it was. Yeah, it was a long way, but. We found so much elk sign, deer oh, yeah. sign. Uh, we saw where the moose had been chewing on the aspen trees. Yeah. That's always pretty cool. Shout out to the Shira. Yeah. they. Mm. Uh, it's crazy. You'll just see teeth mark. I mean, it looks like a beaver's been kind of chewing on it, like just starting to chew on it. Mm. But it'll be six feet up on the tree. Yeah. 
And so maybe we're missing out since we can't kill an elk. Maybe we'll just start eating aspen trees or something. Yeah, I think that might be the play. <sighs> so yeah, it's been it's been tough. I mean, Drew and I we saw five cows today. Yeah, thousand yards away. We we ran down this trail on the side by side, and we were cruising. And all of a sudden, it was an elk highway. And we got out and looked. We had rain all day yesterday. And so all of the footprints, I mean, they were crisp. Like, you could see the front hoof, just a sharp edge on it. And so we knew it had been since last night because it stopped raining probably, what, 6, 7 o'clock. Yeah. And uh, we just cruised down that that finger for three miles probably. The trail, I mean, it was an elk trail the whole way down. Got out, looked. Never saw anything. Did you, mm. did you put it on Onyx? Yes. Okay. Good boy. Oh, yeah. Good boy. It's yep. a good spot, but you get up on that stuff, and, I mean, even on those trails, you think, all right, I'm going to get up and have a good spot to glass from, and <laughs> it's just too thick. I mean, yeah. you can't even you can't even find a drop-off to look and glass an opposing hillside. Yeah, that was like yesterday when we were pushing through that uh, scrub oak, and we we've we were hunting uh, similar to where we found Carl, but on, on a different finger. Um, well, I guess Robert's elk, not Carl's yeah. elk. It's Robert's elk. It's Carl's only found and picked up the help. But anyways, um, we pushed through probably like 200 yards of like the mule deer didn't even go through there. Like it was, we were, I don't know, it were being dumb. But we literally pushed through it and we found this one tiny, actually, oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I don't know why I thought about it, but maybe because I had watched uh, this movie. What was that? Uh, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, and the miner like climbs up this tree to like look out over the valley before he starts to. I was like, oh yeah, so I, like find this little eight foot pine or something, or whatever cedar, and scurry up there, and I can see like, oh, there's a spot right down there, like you know, twenty yards or something. So yeah, but we pushed through that brush, that freaking stuff. It was horrible. Finally got to this one little spot that we could see the valley. We sat there for probably I don't know forty five minutes trying to dial it all in, just scanning it. But yeah, this stuff is so thick. We found a lot of sheds this trip though. Yes. Holy cow! You haven't even seen. Drew found a deadhead today. I saw that. Is it yeah, like a little, a little mule deer deadhead? Yeah. But we found, let's see, three mule deer sheds. One was too decom. I mean, it was already. Rotted out so bad, Drew dropped it on the ground and it broke apart like wet wood. Uh-huh. And uh, Tony, you found a really nice mule deer shed. Yeah, she he wouldn't do bad. And then you found an elk shed yesterday. A little baby. And then I found a mule deer shed before season started. I think. Yeah, yeah. And so there's been a lot out there. I know a couple other guys said they found some, um, but we just need to find the elk. Yeah. I leave tomorrow morning. We're gonna leave here around four thirty. I gotta fly out, and so it's down to E three. Yep. We yeah. all have tags, so it's it's time to it's time to bring it on. Yeah, it's time for them to pay the rent. It's it's time. Yep. It's time. What uh? What do you think you're gonna change up? <laughs> well, hey, we still have a working side by side. That's good. Oh yes, hats off the wheels, aka Drew, oh. um, like. Go ahead, go ahead and tell... Who wants to tell this story? This is a pretty good one. So, yeah, Drew, you got this. I don't know if I, if I do. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's still worn out from yeah. fixing it. Yeah, yeah. we're going to say that. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he was driving us back to camp, and 
we're driving down this dirt road through the valley, and he's like, do you hear that? And I'm like, no, I don't hear anything. And he's like, are you sure? A couple hundred yards later, he's like, I think I think this thing's breaking down on us. Something's, something's about to go. And he's like, you don't hear that? And I pulled my hood back, and I could hear like a clank, clank. And it would be a pause, and then clank, clank. And I was like, yeah, okay, I can hear that. We start going up this hill, and it's a long, straight-up hill back to camp. And It's like five or 600 feet of elevation gain. Yeah. Real quick. Real quick. <laughs> and all of a sudden... I mean, just over and over and over. And I jump out and I go to the back and I'm looking and I don't see anything like shaking, rattling, breaking. And he's like, all right, well, we got to get this thing out of here. He puts it in park or no, you put it in neutral and then let it coast down this steep hill. That sounds sketchy. And uh, he just backed it up but i mean professional driver that's right? right yeah so he gets it to the bottom well i was like i better just from here walk back up instead of walking to the bottom <laughs> and then walking up and so i start walking up and i walked up that hill oh it's my a long gosh. Hill. it's a long hill it's very a really severe incline and i get about 50 or 60 yards from where it broke down and there's fresh elk tracks right in the middle <laughs> of the road oh. Wouldn't it be something if I'm walking up here by myself, I don't have an elk tag, and just a big old bull pops out? It never did. No. But I got back to camp, got a hold of Tony on my way up. Literally. Like, we, we, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, you guys came back, grabbed the truck, and we had to hook the chains up, tow it back. But uh, Drew, Drew popped the utility bed, did some work, got it all fixed and running. Got a new belt on there. It's ready to go. Yep. You should have made a YouTube That's video. Was. Was you belt. Yep. <laughs> so shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah. We got that dialed in, so you guys are gonna be ready for some more side by side running. Yeah. Dad and, and I are gonna take off in the morning and let you boys take Dan to the airport. Yep. Yeah. If anyone on here busts a belt on their side by side, give me a call. Drew knows what's up. I'll tell you what to do. I'll put your number in after hours only, 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Emergency give me a call. Services. It's going to cost you, but I can get it fixed. We've been, I mean, we haven't been on the worst roads. I think that other unit was definitely the worst roads we've been on. Or yeah. Oh, yeah. Been on. I don't know. We got a lot of rain t- yesterday. I mean, like. Oh, I'm super soupy. Yeah. Uh, God, I had some decent gear. Otherwise, it would have been bad, bad day. But Shout out to First Light. Yeah, First Light. Throwing it up. Deuces. They did, did a pretty good job. Yeah, we, we all got wet yesterday. Yeah. Drew is pretty chilly. <laughs> yeah, he was on the side-by-side well, all day. The problem, the problem wasn't so much the weather as it was the water pooling on the top of the side-by-side. Yeah. And then he would turn or there's like a bank, so he's like leaning one way. And it would all pour off and land right on him. Yep. And so, luckily, little buddy heater came in clutch for you. Yeah, at one point. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. It looks like the grill's tie-dyed from all the mud that got on that also. very muddy. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's muddy. I can't even see the stickers on my gun case right now. Yeah, Yeah. my truck is filthy. Yeah. Yeah, Inside and outside. It's filthy. Well, we went on a trail... Oh, boy. On the way home yesterday. Yeah. And we were driving down a paved road, 
about to head back to camp, and Tony's like, yeah, I mean, we only have nine minutes left. And I go, no, we have an hour and nine minutes left. Yeah, because my like, clock's not changed yet. He's like, yeah. wait, what are, what are we doing? So we turn around, and we start going down these trails, and we're looking all over. Of course, we're seeing mule deer. Everywhere. But no elk. And we get, what would you say, 300 yards from the paved road? I mean, we dropped from the top of the mountain. 300 yards from the paved road, and the trail said that it made it back to the paved road, but we've been in that situation already this week where it doesn't. Right. (laughs) And we start hitting some severe... Incline. Incline. It's like it's like the incline that you, you look at it, and it you don't see the road at all because it, it literally just disappears. It did it twice. It goes like down, disappears, and then down, and disappear, disappears. Yeah. And, you know, I used to do a lot of off-roading stuff with, like, Land Rovers and stuff with, like, uh, Defenders and whatnot. But anyways, but it was also had been muddy and rainy, and I don't have uh, all-terrain tires. I have all-season tires because that's what came with the truck when I bought them. So I would also say that you definitely need all trains when you come up here, by the way. Yeah. Um, it's not. There that was goes the tarp. the Noah's tarp. Yeah, it's the Noah's tarp. Sorry, guys. It's kind of weird to know what was going on for getting abducted. <laughs> I didn't know what was going <laughs> on. <laughs> that, was, that was wild. Man. That was wild. It, it might be in the next unit by now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, but yeah, it like horizon, dis- you know, road disappears down. And so we walked it. We walked all the way down. And we see the gate and it's like closed. And it's like. I don't know. It had to be, like you said, about 300 yards down, yeah. and it is steep. It's like knee buckler steep. It is so steep. Wet, a little bit of muddy. But um, anyways, we get down to the bottom, and Dan checks the gate. We're good to go. So I was a little nervous, and it's literally like death on each side. It's yeah. literally just the width of the truck and maybe a foot and a half to two foot on each side, and that's straight it. Down. It's straight down on yep. the left, straight down on the right. You're not sliding. You're rolling. You're rolling. You're dying. But, uh. I felt like it was dry enough, and there was like enough rock yeah. in the in the ruts that had been down. So we just put it in four low, put it in in, in the low gear as well, and just didn't get any momentum and just barely creep down. It finally made it, but it was a little sketchy. Yeah, oh. I mean, walking down, it was definitely. Like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it might be worth the extra forty five minutes that we're gonna burn turning around and driving all the way back up it to not go down this. Because that road was, like, sketchy if you were sledding. Yeah. You know, like that. You'd steep. be, like, ripping. Yeah. There's no stopping at the bottom. So, yeah. luckily out. we made it down, yeah. found a back a back way home. Yeah, it was nice. And then I looked at where we were, and we were dead center in the unit. Oh. We made it back to the paved road. Cool. And I realized at that point that we have only <laughs> touched maybe a quarter of this unit. Or less. And Drew's been putting 100 miles on the side-by-side every day. every day. Every day. We've been putting on, I don't know how many in the truck when we use it. Yeah. I mean, we've put on. I know I've burned through two tanks of gas. Yeah. And that's at like 400 miles per gallon. Yeah. 400 miles oh, sorry, per no, gallon. Oh, sorry. That's it's incredible. Late. What it's kind late. of truck do you have, Tony? <laughs> it's a Toyota. <laughs> uh, no, you know that. Yeah. Per, per tank. Yeah, it's been it's been a journey, that's for sure. So hopefully you guys can get it done. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave my podcast gear here if you choose to uh, record one. But if not, we can hop back on and maybe Lewis can phone call in along with Ryan. And we'll just uh, we'll have a nice little chat about how elk camp ended up. I hope it happens. I'm praying it happens. I know my wife is praying it happens because she wants me to be home soon. 
So, <laughs> yeah, I think the wives are definitely. I mean, yeah. we've been gone for a while. We've been gone for seven days already. Yeah, and um, feels longer. It does. It feels a lot longer. These have been set up, set down days every single day. Early, early nights, falling asleep. Oh yeah. After uh, after Lewis treats us to dinner in town. Oh. Um, oh man, we got to give a shout out to that place. Was it La Familia or something? If yeah. I'm, a, if I'm a, I don't know. It's the only Italian place in 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 Meeker, Colorado. Yep. And it's delicious. It's also for sale, by the way. So if I'm, anybody wants to really get an opportunity for a business and they have a, a loft area to live in, check it out. But only buy it if you're buying the recipes and yes. the staff. Yes, holy smoke. The Oof. food was amazing. Yeah, and the staff was amazing as well. Calzones, pizza, yeah. fettuccine Alfredo. That fettuccine Alfredo you Ooh, had was, was perfect. Killer. And she said when she came to the table, she's like, that'll be the best you've ever had. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it was. I think it's missed. Mr. Henry, I, I went and actually met the owner, and uh, his name is Mr. Henry. He's probably like 75 or something. He's been there for like 17 years. Um, they, I think they came out of Steamboat Springs. They had a, a restaurant up there, and then they, yeah. he, he moved one here. Well, i tell you what. They had some the fried cheese curds. Oh. Mm-hmm. What do you oh. think, Wisconsin? Oh. Were they pretty good? They were legit cheese curds, yeah. yeah. They're the Not real a lot deal. of people do it right, but they yeah. did. The they, they squeaked a little bit. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were really good. There were definitely some missing by the time I made it back inside. Dude, there were, I, I only ate one. I, I, I ate two. I'll admit it. Yeah. I ate two. And yeah. their pecan pie, which they call pecan oh pie, gosh. was pretty dang good. Mm. Yeah, you guys split one. I ate the whole thing. Yeah, you did. With ice cream. Oh, ice. Man, that sounds yeah. so good. Well, when you're hiking seven and a half miles out here, it'll burn. Yeah. It'll burn. Or ten. Or ten. Yeah. Drew's definitely in the ten zone. Dude, you 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 literally probably put on seventy miles this this week already. So far, yeah, Sh- shooting for one hundred. I don't. You'll get it. Yeah. Yeah. No thanks. <laughs> just uh, remember when you shoot that bull. Remember how far you have to pack it out because I'll be there too. So yeah. Just cause that's the amazing we, thing about this uh, unit, though. There are so many trails. Yeah. So it's like even if you shoot across a canyon, and get one down, odds are there's going to be a trail on top of that hillside. And but you may only have a few hundred yard pack out. It's gonna be a steep pack out. Yeah. Like like today, we tracked all these tracks in. Got to this. What what do you call that? That steep, like shaley. Yeah, I mean it's just a, it's it's like sand. Hmm. When you're walking in it, I mean it's pretty close to sand, but it's like a a shale hillside yeah that's completely void of low vegetation i mean no yeah. grass nothing not even sage was growing on that and there were only a few cedars that would pop up here and there but you also lose like 100 feet every 50 yards yeah so it's pretty steep and we had like really good sign of elk going mm-hmm. through there and i looked at dan i was like if we shoot something here it's gonna be kind of a pain to pack out. We've had a doesn't do it stop d- wouldn't stop me from shooting something there, but like for you without a side by side to get in there, yeah, you would have to walk three or four miles unless someone came out, got you with the side by side, pulled you in. You mean like Carl? Yeah, 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 yeah. something like that. God bless you, Carl. <laughs> 
Well, man, we're gonna we're gonna pack this up. You guys got to get some sleep so you can go kill a bull tomorrow. Yes, got to get, some, get sleep. some sleep so we can go to the airport in the yeah, morning. Yeah, go drive you to the airport and so uh, leave us. I still have to pack up. Yeah, I'm gonna get my stuff all organized and out of Drew's hair. He's gonna have a whole van to himself. No, I'm putting stuff in there too out of my truck. He doesn't oh, know okay. about it yet. There you go. That's I'm already hauling the side by side. So yeah, well, that's gonna wrap it up for this one. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, man. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) And that is going to wrap it up for today's episode. I had such a good time out in Colorado this year. Unfortunately, I had to bounce after this, actually the next morning. And so I didn't get to recap the entire hunt with those guys. So we're going to have to do a follow-up episode just highlighting everything that happened there at the end. It was a... It was a great season all around. I loved being out there. Even though I didn't get to pull the trigger, had a lot of cool encounters with animals, but it's tough not being in a unit, not having been to a unit at all prior to the hunt. I mean, it's not impossible to go out there and have success, but it's it's definitely more challenging than a lot of the guys there thought. It was more challenging than I had thought because I've been hunting in a unit with guys that have actually hunted a different unit for for years and I mean over a dozen years and they had it figured out and so I was used to seeing a lot of elk and I was very surprised at the lack of elk as soon as season started up until the time I had to leave there weren't many um, that I got my eyes on at least but we're going to do a follow-up episode so that you guys can hear the full conclusion of how Tony, Drew, and Lewis did those final few days out in Colorado and I'm, I'm going to get to bed. I'm tired. I'm still in New York. Um, we've got a busy weekend ahead of us, and then hopefully I can get home and do some whitetail hunting. But thank you guys for all the love, the support. Thanks for the engagement on social media. And until next time, always choose adventure, and God bless.